Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. The world's just changed so radically and we're all running to catch up. How can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect? The best intentions. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. Dr. Malcolm, I have to share a few campfire stories with my uncle. You can convince the Washington Post and the skeptical inquirer of whatever you want. But I was there, I know what happened, and so do you. I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Hello and welcome to the April edition of Jurassic Minutes, uh, where we discuss recent movie, toy and franchise news for the Jurassic series. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And this is the April edition. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the sad passing of Simon Masrani. Um, we've got a bit more Dominion uh, news coming along, even though there's no production at the moment. And uh, we got some more concept art from Robert DeGato. So all that and a lot more coming up. Mm-hmm. Dave, uh, I'm not going to say that we woke up, because we all obviously wake up different times around the world, but uh, mm-hmm. this past week, the world was uh, made known of the sad, sad passing of Simon Mazrani, a.k.a. Ifran Khan. Um, uh, I think you mean that the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't even going to say, I've, I've already tried to butcher his name once, so I was just going to oh. refer to Simon Mazrani, and I did that in the, uh, the opening credits as well, which... Uh, I do mean if Ron Khan, and I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry, but uh, yes, yeah, Simon Mazzarani, and uh, died, unfortunately, at age 53, due to a uh, bit of an illness, not corona, uh, not corona-related, thank God. I believe it was cancer that he so that he succumbed from, he was diagnosed, I believe, about five years, years ago, and he had been fighting ever since, and unfortunately, uh, it was just during this time that he ended up passing. And I actually, I actually thought it was going to end up being, I, when I first heard the news, I thought it was coronavirus as well. But then it said can't. But then I heard cancer, and I'm like, oh, I did know that he was fighting that. Not the best uh, week or couple of weeks for the family ever, because he, his mother had only just died the previous week, which. Ooh. probably wouldn't have helped them the mental state a lot as well some people do mm-hmm. uh do laugh about the whole anakin you're breaking my heart but um there is a mental thing there as well with um with some illnesses and people passing away but mm-hmm. it's um yeah definitely a tough Which, time for the family yeah interesting you meant you brought that up because that actually did happen with um Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, where Carrie Fisher died, and then oh, yeah. I think a couple of days later, um, Debbie Reynolds, her mother, died. Yep, yep. And um, well, he's, he was a pretty big Bollywood star. I honestly haven't seen any of the films there he's related in. Like Jurassic World was um, his uh, appearance in my focus when uh, he'd done that movie, and only now going back to sort of spot the amazing Spider-Man, he's in that, and oh, it's Masrani and not... <laughs> Um, even though it was filmed and made before Jurassic World. Yeah, I forgot he was even in that one. I do remember him being in Life of Pi, and although I never actually finished the movie, he was in Slumdog. Yeah, I do I do recall he's been in there. I haven't seen any of those films. Um, 
But I do know he was in there. Was his, uh, just for he don't, was his mother a, um, an actress at all, or did he follow in her footsteps, or was just, just sort of going off the uh, De- Debbie Reynolds and, um, Carrie Fisher thing? I have no idea. I never really followed his family much. I just knew that him as an actor and that I was a fan of his work. Yep. And uh, we're we're about to get into some of his stuff in the the film as well, which comes at a sad time. So he will be missed. What? 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 What is it? What? 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 What's going on? What's going on? Information, please. What? You're much happier not knowing. Coming up next, David. You posted during the week some amazing-looking prototype art, art for a uh, stegosaur from the Jurassic Art Studio. Um, they've posted a couple images up of this. Uh, this uh, figure. I actually meant to go back and actually kind of correct this because it's not actually from Jurassic Art Studio. It's actually from a Chinese company called Nanmu. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right, but um, they've done a lot of kind of um, off-brand, I guess we could call it, um, <laughs> Jurassic Park-inspired uh, models. Like they, I know they've done the um, Indominus Rex, the Indoraptor, T-Rex, uh, Brachiosaurus have got coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Apatosaurus, um, and not all of them. They're not always in, like purely Jurassic Park inspired. I know that the Allosaurus they did was more more anatomically correct than some of the other models that they've been. But yeah, it's. Um, I think they've got a Mosasaur. Or they're coming out with a Mosasaur, as uh, they may be. But yeah, I know that they had and that they had uh, Rexy, and then they did a green version of it. Rebor actually does the same thing. They did the um, the female T Rex, and then they did the jungle colors, which was basically the male colored version of that model. Yeah, and um, Jurassic Art Studio's got a lot of photos here of some of those so those figures, um, mm-hmm. which look fantastic. I must yeah. admit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and so that was an exciting one I'm looking forward to because I know that um, if they do it in the Lost World colors, they'll definitely be an instant pickup for me. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, what sort of price range do they go for, do you know? Not that much. I never actually bought any of their figures, but you can buy them on, off of eBay, second or third party. I'm not sure what, what you'd call that, but they're not really that much. I think the Allosaurus... Yeah, they're Allosaurus, which I'm assuming this will be on the same scale, on the 135th scale that they work with, sells for around $60, so I probably assume around that as well. I mean, it, considering that this is probably more considered knockoff as far as high-end models go, yet they're made out of like a kind of like a soft PVC, but they're still very nicely detailed, nicely sculpted, nicely painted, so they're not... they're kind of the um, budget version of the high-end high, high end models as far mm. as dinosaur uh, figures go. They're not Popo, but they're not Iron Studios and Prime One or Chronicle Collectibles. Yeah, and it'd be good to have just them having the ability to flex a little bit, um, not like Polystone that way. If, if something brushes up against or if it falls over, it normally breaks. <laughs> These would <laughs> be a bit more sturdy. Um, yeah, thankfully this will not do that. I've got I know that um that 
W Dragon, another Chinese kind of um, off-brand company, as we'll call, as we'll continue to call them, does um, similar work, and they do theirs with. Um, they've done the Jurassic Park male. I mean, I'm sorry. The, yeah, the Jurassic Park male T Rex, and I gotta say that is probably the best uh, model of a male T Rex ever done by anybody. Period. They've got a. Um, they've got a thrasher sized version that's bigger than the one their 135th version it's about 20 22 24 inches long whereas their it's about twice as big as their 135th version and unfortunately it's just i mean it's it's nice but the one that's being sold on their ebay account right now is like 500 dollars including shipping and i just can't justify $500 on a 24-inch figure, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, true. No matter how, I mean, not even how nice it is, you know? Yeah. Yep. I've um, been a bit hesitant. I don't know if I mentioned this when uh, my breakout T-Rex got here, but the last oh, inch and a half to two inches of the tail was snapped off. <laughs> yeah, um, you did say that. You did mention yeah. that. Uh... Yeah, so I would definitely be in for uh, some of these figures a, a bit more pliable and a bit more robust and cheaper. <laughs> definitely, definitely priced. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I have from W Dragon is the um, Spinosaurus, which Spi- Nan- uh, Nanmu, who's making the Stegosaurus, also does a version of that. And I honestly think that the that the W Dragon version is better. I think the sculpt is more accurate and the paint it looks better on it than the Nanmu figure. And I mean, I'd have to say that. As as far as these figures go, Rebor is probably the least accurate, but has some uh, some very nice posing. It's not very generic posing at all. Nan moves, then the step above that, and then W Dragon at the top. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing this? Coming up next, uh, Chris Pratt's been on the internet um, advertising or promoting um, hashtag All In Challenge. David, do you know what the All In Challenge is? Because apparently he's been he's been challenged by Justin Bieber to do this. It seems to be some uh, must be stars or something getting uh, fans involved and raising money for. I know that he's done it before. That he, I think he did it with Endgame and possibly um, Fallen Kingdom as well, where he kind of did this challenge. It, where fan to kind of a fundraiser. I know that Chris Pratt does that a lot, actually. Yeah. He's kind of big-hearted in that way, but I don't think they've ever had a fan announce or a fan involvement where they actually get to be part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I know they've sold sweepstake tickets, um, prizes, um, even like tickets to the premiere, but I don't think they've ever offered it to be actually an extra that gets eaten or anything. <laughs> I hope he's talked to Colin about this. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, um, ten dollar ten dollar donation or entry in the sweepstakes gets you in. Um, the high, there's two higher bidders. The number one highest bidder gets um, there's an auction item that they'll get, and um, each winner of each of the two will get to appear in Jurassic World Dominion, getting eaten by a dinosaur. Which mm-hmm. I'd laugh if it was just they had a um, a stuntman or something getting picked up, much like the Tyrannons attacking Main Street, and they just impose your face onto them or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually you there, but... I'm hoping for copies. Yeah. <laughs> Death by copies. 
Yeah. <laughs> and yep. you just get to go the whole flailing uh, Dieter act. <laughs> it would be amazing. It's the restrictions. Um, filed links to uh, Chris Pratt's website where it's all getting done there, and I'm sure it's only open to people that are in the certain countries where they're filming or something. So that puts me way out of luck, but. Unfortunately, that is true. I believe it's only it's restricted to um, American entries. Sorry, international listeners. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's what we're we're used to over here. But uh, I do love how he's called out Chris Evans, uh, Chris Hemsworth, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Avengers <laughs> Assemble. He's <laughs> challenge getting them onto the Chris challenge. Chris is so. assemble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he would be the third Chris if he wasn't already being challenged. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, if you've got uh, deep pockets at the moment, if you're not uh, locked up at home in quarantine and everything else and want to uh, get your face, hopefully, on the screen, this is the last time, maybe, in the franchise to do it. Dennis, our lives are in your hands and you have butterfingers? <laughs> One more thing here, uh, Dominion-related. Um, Colin Trevorrow has posted out a photo um the second Maisie on set photo that we've got this month uh oh no the, her and the bike was march wasn't it um interesting here looks like there's an airplane in the uh, in the background a uh, bit of timber on set um and it's actually snowing no fake snow like we're currently seeing in the mm-hmm. Jurassic world minutes in texas <laughs> <laughs> yeah you kind of look at the background it kind of looks like there might be some machinery going on in the background there in the picture with Maisie, you can see that there looks like there's like a bobcat or something leaning against a wall behind her. Uh, oh, okay, I can see it. Now, when I first seen it, I thought it may have been Owen's cabin still not built with the pile of timber, but looking at that pile of timber there and looking at the yellow machine behind Maisie, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's one of those big front-end loaders. It's got the grabs on it for unloading um, log trailers at sawmills, so mm-hmm. I wonder uh, what that's got to do with anything... Not going too deep into the uh, the spoilers or potential yeah. plot. Hmm. I, I, I find it interesting, interesting now that we've got real snow. Yeah. I think this is honestly in the first time in the entire franchise there's ever been actually real snow used in the movies. Well, just the snowy landscape, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I've got to love those photos, and I posted them up on the, the Facebook page of uh, mm-hmm. the behind-the-scenes from the Texas set for the Mitchell house and all the extras walking around T-shirts and <laughs> shorts. and <laughs> It's supposed to be snowing. We're here. Everyone's in <laughs> real, in the hoods, parkers, beanies. They're, um, <laughs> it's cold. Mm-hmm. Would, would this have been Canada? Yes, I think. Where, where, where was it? Oh, it was uh, near Vancouver. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So even though production stopped, we're still getting these little tidbits uh, coming out, which is good to see. Just um, keep that spark, spark alive for the film. When uh, if it's delayed, if it comes out on time, we'll know in the future. Mhm. Dr. Grant, you should come look at this. Up next in news here, we have uh, some new trademarks from Universal Pictures, um, hinting at a possible. Jurassic World Aftermath video game. Is that right? Yeah. It's, um... I think... I'm not sure this is a resurrection of a previous first-person shooter that had been... that had been previously cancelled by uh, Universal. 
but it does definitely look interesting. We don't really know a lot about it. We only know that there's this trademark out there right now. I wonder if this is going to tie into um, if this is going to tie into Camp Cretaceous anyway because it's Jurassic World aftermath, or if it's going to tie in more to the aftermath of the events in Fallen Kingdom. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's um there's some speculation here with the description sent to the uh, trademark office that there's some uh, details in there that are very similar to what uh, Jurassic World Survivor was going to be back in uh, 2015, but I, I can't seem that they have to that have to have some sort of link in if it's going to be a video game coming out uh, around the release of Dominion, it's going to have to be something that sort of bridges the gap again or set um, after Fallen Kingdom at least. And Camp Cretaceous could definitely fall into that into that boat as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just good we're not getting another mobile park builder or something. It, it it's um, hopefully going to be one of them uh, world world exploration games, MMOs, whatever you call. Them. What's that? Oh, sorry. oh <laughs> that's just good. It's going to be a, like a um, world a world. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah to I... uh, visit. Yeah, I think it is going to be not well, not exactly open world in the sense of an of a digital RPG, but more I think that in a sense that it's going to be exploratory. You're not like set. You're not like as you said, it's not going to be another park builder app. Yeah, and there's no like this. This is about the same point as where the uh, the TV show is. It there's no uh, developer attached to it yet. Uh, apparently, there's word that there's a well-known studio. It's exploring the JP Jurassic IP. Well, it has been over the last couple of years, so mm-hmm. whether uh, whether someone's come in, I hope it's not Activision. <laughs> someone someone that can do do these sort of games and uh, yeah, give us give us sort of trespasser two on the new blah with uh, a bit better graphics. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably the one thing that uh, can continue to be made <laughs> in this uh, COVID world too. Developers mm-hmm. at home working on the computers, doing all the uh, the stuff for it. So, well, another thing is we haven't really had like a really open world first person shooter for Jurassic Park since Trespasser, really. And that's been over twenty years now. So, we're really, really due for one in a genre that is frankly ripe for it. I mean, there's Turok back in I think the nineties that was <laughs> very popular as a first person shooter dinosaur game. Which, I mean, I'm surprised Jurassic Park really never latched on to that, that you could, like, explore the world, explore the world of Jurassic Park and have to, while escaping dinosaurs, you know? Well, just a, just a Turok game with the Jurassic, with the new blast skin on it, like, the background mm-hmm. effects, um, all that sort of stuff would be fantastic, and I'm sure there's people out there that have made their own versions of something and, and all that sort of stuff, but... And so even Turok got a... I'm pretty sure it got an update or a reboot when uh, a PS4 or Xbox One come out. I know a couple yeah, of those older I, games got a re- I redo. I thought it got a sequel, like, back in the early 2000s, back in the early 2000s, but I don't really remember much. I never really got into it, frankly, but I, <laughs> I just remember... I just knew of it so much, not knowing it. Not even playing... I'm sorry, not really playing it, though. Mm, yep. Yep, nah, same here. This is how you make dinosaurs? No. This is how you play God. In March, we got a bit of a art dump from uh, Robert Degado as he was uh, 
going back through some of his JP3 uh, lab concept arts, and we've got another one here this month, uh, more so to some of the equipment, the uh, robotic arms and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And David, we got another InGen logo. <laughs> yeah. These are kind of weird in a way just because, I mean, for one, the um, the robots themselves almost kind of reminded me of something out of, like, um, AI, artificial intelligence, which Spielberg was doing concurrently Well, Joe Johnston was filmed with Jurassic Park 3, and it's just kind of weird because you got these main body, basically, things that have different tools on them, like grasping arms and stuff. You know, hoses mm. coming out of them. And seemingly mobile, too. Like, they'd go between mm-hmm. the incubators instead of having the uh, arms hanging from the ceiling like we got in the... Uh... Engine getting into the robo-nanny business. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it does... Certainly the first the first three films, anyway, in the Park trilogy, you never get too much of a sense of Engine being sort of uh, 12 months ahead technological-wise of what the mm-hmm. rest of the world is like, that, that whole tech side of things, we, we sort of see some of that in Jurassic World with the holograms, with the, the uh, stun guns and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is interesting because in the book, at least, the idea of Jurassic Park is that it's set, and not set so much in the future, but that the world of Jurassic Park, the technology is a couple of years ahead of real life. And so you're able to kind of imagine these kind of concepts of what what will uh, this kind of technology that we have right now, what will it look like when it's when it's at its peak, you know? Mm, yeah. And even even in Jurassic Park, Nedry's going on about automation and all that sort of stuff and what they'll try to do in ninety three with that park mm-hmm. to, to with automation automation and all that when in practicality like a lot of those computer screens in there were just dummy screens that had people in a fake set and that putting displays mm-hmm. on because, or even even Nedry's telephone call, they couldn't do that. They had to have a recording of the guy at the dock just to uh, yeah. just to uh, make it interact with between Nedry and that guy. So, and we we did discuss in Jurassic Park Three when we get to the lab, sort of the t- the um, the lighting, light fixtures, the telephones, how it sort of. Mm-hmm looked a bit newer than what you'd expect in 2001. No, 1993, so... Yeah, some, again, some fascinating art here. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're going to make one mobile like a car or something, too. A very rough sketch Yeah, it there. does. Yeah. Like a buggy or something. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that... It's kind of just a, a sketch off in the um, top there that looks like it would have had, like, four kind of ballish-looking wheels. Mm-hmm. And then the, it's got a main ball body with some arms coming out of the top. And then, of course, in the corner uh, n- uh, next to a finished one, we've we've got like so it looks like it looks like a mouse droid from uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why or what that's purpose would even be. I could just see a lab technician getting. Uh, angry because he keep, one keeps on running to his leg or something while he's trying to check eggs. <laughs> They've made wonderful soccer balls. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, it's dated the 5th, uh, so May of uh, 2000, about 12 months before it was due to be released, <laughs> the film. <laughs> so, uh, oh, We know that they were down to the minute on this thing. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they obviously didn't even have the... Uh, 
the operate the lab built or addressed at all at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also a possibility that they are still just brainstorming and um, kind of considering ideas at this point, even though that they're kind of on a deadline. They're still maybe looking for something, one kind of little sizzle to add to the movie. Mm. I suppose too. He, uh, Richard does um, mention here with the uh, the photo that he tweeted out that uh, these machines were for monitoring the infant dinosaurs right after hatching. So mm-hmm. this um, these could fair well exist in a different room that we just don't see in the film mm-hmm. after after the uh, hatchery. Right. Let's carry on. Everybody, up! Come on, up, up, up! All right, so that's been the uh, April edition of Jurassic Minutes. Uh, just briefly, over on Twitter, I've, I've got busy on Twitter again for a couple of days. We'll see how long that lasts. But uh, shout out to one of our new followers and listeners over there, Ben at Jurassic Site B, who's uh, a member of the Jurassic Park motor, motor pool in uh, the UK, and he's got his very own Jeep that he's working on, uh, Jeep. 29 I think it is so uh, some great photos there of his uh, Jeep being built and uh, thanks for listening we've um, we've also got some new activity and comments over at the Facebook page and various groups where I've been sharing the episodes to we sort of kind of figured that once uh, we got away from JP Freeing got into Jurassic World that uh, listenership would uh, start to pick up again after yeah. Lost World so and then you shared with some something with me really interesting you said we're um, looked like we we're in the top 50 of movie podcasts and Apple Apple Podcasts, and then I took a look on their on the Apple Podcast website, and we're actually listed among those those um, like 50 or 70 popular podcasts that they have there. Yeah, yep. Just just by people downloading, um, looking at the uh, the stats, it is we are primarily uh, United States listeners, so I you dealing with my accent thank you <laughs> and um it'd be, yeah just a big shout out to everyone that's listening everyone's downloading um get onto the social medias um which normally uh it's drastic minutes at twitter instagram and facebook um head over there uh, interact we uh post up a lot of behind the scenes stuff on the facebook page at least david i think you share some of it to instagram as well yep yep and um some five star five star reviews would be fantastic or any reviews constructive uh, criticism all that sort of stuff we uh we'd love to hear from you but david that's april yeah we got some more minutes to uh look at over the next couple of weeks and we'll see what may brings to uh the jurassic world whether covid still holds us in a lock or if they can go back into production hopefully not <laughs> uh, well i mean hopefully it won't still have us locked down here yeah, but in the meantime, let's just uh, let's just do what we need to to get through this. Yep. Hey, and if you're feeling feeling like it, check out the podcast. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm.